Curtis, I'm back. Yeah, what's up, buddy? I'm back. I have been You're back. Away. Welcome back. I don't know. Have we missed episodes? It's hard to say. We do a fortnightly thing. Surely we've missed at least one, maybe two, maybe six. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't think we have uh, because we did one right before you left, and we're doing one now that you're back right before I leave, mm. and then I'll be back before our next one, I think. I love the fortnightly schedule. I got to say, it feels like we take fucking ages off. Yet we come back and we barely miss an episode. It's a great setup. I see. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, it's really cool that we've got this fortnightly setup because then we can we can allow things to like grow and mature before we start talking about them. Mm-hmm. Like we're not rushing to have a take or anything, mm-hmm. but also we miss a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like we by the time we sit down and talk about Declaration of Power, it's like. What's the point? We recorded right before it, and now it's been, what, two weeks since Declaration of Power, and it was a great show, and, like, yeah, oh, we're moving on to bigger and better, you <laughs> know, already. Ju- just like New Japan, you just keep on tracking. But that's the thing. I mean, we can talk o- on that briefly. I couldn't even remember if that's what we had talked about before or not, but I don't I don't think we had, or had I seen it and you hadn't? I don't, I don't remember. Where were we at? No, no, no. We, we recorded right before it because we were talking about Tama and uh, Jay White. Oh, that's right. Yeah, fuck. Okay. Well, then there you go. Oh, well, you know what? It's totally fine because I imagine at this point that people realize we're not an authority of, on anything New Japan. We're just a couple of fans that do our best to catch it in our fucking everyday lives. <laughs> and it has been busy, I, I man. I do my best not to be an authority on anything. On ever. anything at all. Absolutely. <laughs> and for those who don't know, I have, I have just been away... For a couple of weeks, uh, I was in Melbourne uh, to catch ICW No Holds Bards uh, tour of Australia um, that they did in Deathmatch Down Under. I took all my podcasting gear over there. I was doing live interviews. I was meeting all my friends. I was doing all that. I had my birthday. I'm old as fuck now. Uh, and then I returned. And so I was unavailable to do this stuff. To be fair, I did try and watch what New Japan I could on the road, but it's hard when you're out there partying and stuff like that, but that's just real life. So I think we can kind of recap what's been going on and and what's been happening and what we've been pumped on for the most part. Did you like uh, Declaration of Power? Yeah, I thought it was a great show. Um, the The main event was the probably my favorite match of the night i think like a jay white main event's always good for me yeah uh let's run let's run down the card yeah, please if you if you've got it there refresh me of it because i mean this is the this is the life of a wrestling fan right like the stuff doesn't stay evergreen or whatever almost you know what i mean like you burn through it and then you're so quickly onto the new events as a tournament announced you're you're looking at the royal quest replays you know you're doing all that and you just 
mm. you're burning on you can barely remember where you're at so if you're not immediately talking about something it can be hard to remember it so so let's ring it back and let's see what okay. we remember real quick we won't get too bogged down in it but yeah so the first match on declaration of power was uh ren robbie eagles and david finley taking on uh yoshinobu kanemaru el desperado and doki yes for his uh big return match uh, and I, it was only seven and a half minutes long, but I don't think, I don't think Robbie Eagles or David Finley even fucking stepped into the ring. Like, <laughs> it didn't no one feel like it. In. It was the fucking narrator show, hey, and and he showed out the son of strong style, as they call it. And I'm a uh, that is the fucking hardest, hardest, most fuckedest fucking nickname ever, dude. I don't know. Love that shit, the son of strong style. Fuck yes, dude. I know. Talk about oh, a fucking moniker. I got when I heard them say that. I said to you the other day because you were like, make sure you check out, you know, the TV tournament, you know, Narita Ishii match, and I did, and I loved it. Uh, and we can get into that more in detail. But I said to you then, I'm like, how did this kid, this nerdy kid that I used to watch, get like bullied on the bus by uh, by fucking Osprey? you know, reaching out the bus and pulling his hat off his head and he looked very upset and all this stuff turned into the hardest motherfucker in New Japan because <laughs> that, that is what's happened. Shibata is building killers and it's it's fucking amazing. He's straight up, he was like, you know how they said that when Shibata's brain was bleeding, like everyone claimed that like they took his brain out of his fucking head and shit bro, like that. Like, bro, I'm, I that, was that uh, thing that Dave's. I was about to make this same fucking it, joke the other day, and they fucking, put it into Renarita. That's what they did. I I reckon they must have. And you know who also made this joke? Our boy Josh from WeWork Stiff. Somebody went, "Fucking, what's he done to fucking get this?" And then Josh made that joke, and I literally tweeted to him like, "I was seconds." from making the same joke and then hilarious that you just made it too. <laughs> we Did all got, we got the same fucked up. I'm sorry, Josh. We, no, you, well, you I didn't know. You. But we all have the same fucked up sense of humor is the the point. And I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, where is Shibata though? Nobody's seen him. That's because his brain lives in Red Narita's body is what's happening. He's a straight up clone. Like the, the fucking Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Episode 2. Dude, like it's fucking Ren Narita on the poster. Had like, you told me that to, as a baby, though, like when seeing him as a young lion, I would have never believed you. No. And his no. voice is quite I, deep, I was, too. Like he's like, <gasps> and you're like, oh, fuck. I mean, last time before he took off to the LA dojo, he was like, you know, he's a junior and he competed in the best of the super juniors that year and he went like, one and nine like or nine oh and oh nine and one or something like that like yeah he got fucking handled and yeah he was a young lion at the time but like you know he had a couple of cool suplexes and you're like oh, i can see something coming to this you watch him on strong and like he's a fucking stone cold axe murderer <laughs> like what the fuck bro <laughs> that's it man he he has come a long way and and seeing him develop and and stuff is really impressive. In fact, all the young lions at the moment, like I don't think there's ever been a group of young lions and returning young lions that are so fucking like rigged out as well. Like their conditioning and stuff, oh, like all the of rigs. them, like you know, the Suji, Umino, fucking all the LA dojo boys. Our boys Connor's one of these, you know, like Jat. What about Coglin? What about Coglin? Oh, looking like a fucking actual robot. I know he's. If 
fucking crazy. And you're just like, these dudes are pushing each other like to a fucking level, like that that's that's next level. And when these guys start hitting the fucking roster, everybody's gonna know about this like new wave of like New Japan kids. Oh, we didn't even talk about Yuya and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, Yuya like. Chicks, chicks get wet for you, yeah, man. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know if you could say that. <laughs> can I not say that? Oh, you could say say we Shit. get wet for you, yeah, which is probably also true. <laughs> mm, I'm not a chick. I like the mullet. I'd be an ugly fucking chick. Exactly. Fuck. Anyway, I would. I wouldn't say that. I think you'd be a beautiful woman. Next match. Uh, so, yeah, our second match was the Techers versus Bad Dude Tito and Shane Haste. And fuck, you know I'm down with this match. You know I'm down for any time I can see Techers and Bad Dude Tito in the same ring, right? Absolutely. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Zach beat Bad Dude Tito, unfortunately, uh, in looks like about nine and a half minutes. So... Bad times, bad times for TMDK, but fucking great match, though. So that was cool. Yeah. Plus, also, uh, always good to see the Techers back together. Uh, and uh, I think we we had sort of done a bit of a preview of this uh, when we were talking about it. Are we thinking these are potential teams for World Tag League? I think so. I mean, I would rather see... Uh, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols together, but like uh, you know, like we said last time, God knows if he's if he's ready to go right now or not. If he wants to spend a fucking month doing, you know, whatever in Japan. Yeah, so, we'll I see. feel like every time we'll I see. see him on social media, but, uh, he's holding a baby of some type. So I think that's probably got something to do with it. That could definitely have something to do with it. Um, I know if I was busy uh, holding babies, I probably wouldn't want to wrestle either. Nah, exactly. I don't know. Where he gets these babies, <laughs> who they belong uh, to, no stealing does. them. Look, whose babies are they? That's quite the accusation. Let's just imagine they're his babies. <laughs> well, I mean, he is a madman. That is true. There's no guarantee they're his babies. Oh God. No, he's just <laughs> walking around. He's he's like at the McDonald's or what is it, Hungry Jacks? He's at Hungry Jacks, and he's like, "Lady, give me your baby." <laughs> Takes him from him. Takes him. That He's is like, you no can have him back after I snap one for the gram. <laughs> for the gram. For the gram. For the gram. All right. All right. What do we got here? All right. I, I think uh, you know no. what? Like, I think we just gotta fucking move through this card pretty quick. I feel like you're right. I feel like it's ancient news and neither of us are jacked on it anymore. But I think uh let's just uh, just run through real quick. Uh, give these last couple of pants uh, and uh, a shorts, and then then go to the main event. Say, eh? so uh, like, cause what could we have to say about the team of Taguchi, Hikaleo, and Tanahashi versus Show, Yujiro, uh, and Evil? I know exactly what I have to say. Yep, pants. Moving next. on. Next, <laughs> uh, next we had Bishamon, Bishamon, and uh, so Yoshihashi. Uh, Hiroki Goto versus Great Khan and Jeff Cobb. Khan on the Cobb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Khan wins, beating Yoshihashi with the Tour of the Islands. Yep. Cool. Yeah, right. that is cool. I would love to see the United Empire start using a tag finisher. Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe like, uh, maybe like a, I don't know, Okan could like lift 
the person up with the Dominator choke slam, and then like as they come down, Cobb catches him and suplexes him or something. Yeah, exactly. Just some kind of combination move rather than it's just like a, a tour of the islands or a you know or a, a dominate you know like that kind of thing. Like I would like to see them win together. That's what I like from my tag yeah. teams. I like tag finishes. Good one. Uh, next up was Lij taking on the United Empire. Um, Bushi actually got the win over uh, Francesco Akira. Yeah, wild. With the MX, and this was the match where the boy, the absolute boy, Teton, joins Lij. Yes. Now, what a uh, <laughs> that was like a weird piece of business, but it was like pretty cool as well. Were you? Had you heard about it before watching it? Like, I think I had sort of seen something and and I had heard that Titan uh, was joining LRJ, but then I, like, didn't know how it all went down. Was it, this all a complete surprise for you when you watched it? Uh, yes, because I was watching... I was watching a, a little bit delayed, mm-hmm. um, but what I, what I was doing, because this was taking place on a day that I had worked, so I didn't stay up to watch it. I went to sleep and then watched it when I woke up. And, um, as, as I was, as I was kind of watching it, I was trying not to surf the internet or anything like that. Usually I can like stick to Facebook is usually pretty safe, but like Twitter is dark and full of spoilers. Yeah. So I stayed off that and I stayed off Instagram and I was just kind of chilling watching. I was like, Oh, this is a good match. This is a good match. And then fucking Teton comes out and, uh, I hit the fucking ceiling, bro. Yeah. I, I, I know you're so a big amped. Teton fan. Did you... No, it was him before he pulled off that second mask. Like, were you suspecting when this mask figure started, like, kicking people and stuff, did you know it was him by his movements? Or were you like, who the fuck is this? Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I had no fucking clue. Yeah. And then... I, I was just like, I was like, whoa, what's going on? We got someone new coming out. Who could it be? I thought I thought maybe they had pulled someone back from Excursion as, a like, a mask wrestler. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or it was, like, someone from... Um, someone from another company you know because like that's how they brought out um shingo under a mask you know the first time exactly yeah so i was i was excited to see what was going on but yeah no i was fucking amped when it was teton dude i was i was like trying not to scare the dogs and stuff (laughs) (laughs) teton fucking was milking his moment too bro like when he was on that apron and he was like (laughs) fucking say it at all like he was really stretching it out <laughs> he, he was Dude, he, well, like, he was playing in the back row to fucking yeah well he knows when to when to like make a big deal yeah. like when to fucking go into business for himself because like he's he's been champion in uh cmll for like quite a while now uh he was i think he was middleweight champion in CMLL for quite a while, uh-huh. which is usually where Ryu Lee is slotted on the card. Mm-hmm. And Ryu Lee's been kind of MIA for a while. And Teton was like, fucking next man up, buddy. And yeah. uh, like, so he's been, he's been working over there, like earning his due as a, you know, as a champion and as someone that's, you know, a bankable star. Yes. So good for him, man. Yeah. That's my boy. That's, that's part of my boy stable. Absolutely. And what do you think of that? Um, that kind of angle where it wasn't the traditional thing when Naito like announces a new member, like Teton essentially just declares he wants to be a part of it, and then they just sort of all look confused and have a bit of a huddle, and they're like, 
yeah, fuck it. <laughs> well, I think like the the angle they've been playing at in on comms on American comms, English comms, sorry, is that it was Bushi's call. Bushi brought him in. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I'm I'm down with that. I think that's fucking awesome. Okay. I did I didn't realize that. I cuz I thought like when they, you know, he was down in the corner like after in Ford and stuff, they said like he's kind of looking at Naito and stuff like that. So I was I couldn't tell if like Naito had brought him in, you know, like he had evil, like he had Sonata, you know, like as a dude to attack somebody from behind and then be part of their thing. But but then when they all had to talk about it, it was almost like Naito didn't know anything about it, you know? So uh, I think that might... That that's that's like, kind of, yeah, what, it, what what was going on. Like it was uh, Bushi like kind of went into a business for himself there and was like, yo, we need we need someone new here. Uh, and like, you know, you're, you're not, you are the leader of this faction, but you're not the only person in the faction, I guess. Is, yes. You know, he, he, yeah, man, like exciting times for LIJ. Like Naito was kind of iffy about the whole thing, but like works out for the best, I think. Yeah. Well, it's going to be really cool. Tons in LIJ. I know that's sick. And, uh, surely as well, that means, um, there'll be like a team in super junior tag, right? Like it's going to be Bushi and Teton, which is a cool, cool team. And I, I think Bushi and him together, like that's that's really cool and something fresh and something interesting for Bushi to do as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I, I kind of wonder, you know, what do, where does that leave Hiromu for Super Junior Tag League? Or is maybe he taking this tour off? Mm. Um, you know, we don't know. Yeah. But... I, I can't really, I can't really sweat it too much because I'm fucking amped. Yeah, that is sick. I, I'm, I'm interested. I think some, you know, fresh blood is a good thing. So I think that's going to be, be a really fun team, and I, I think it'll be a breath of fresh air for, for Boshi as well, who is a very, very popular wrestler, uh, in Japan for all his fashion sense and his mask and stuff like that. But quite often he feels really stale because they never do anything with him. You know, so it'll be yeah. it'd be interesting to see what those two can come up with. And he's teamed with one of the best luchadors in the world. So that's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next up. Pants. We had <laughs> pants. <clears throat> yeah, pants. Yeah. Uh, Wado versus Ishimori. Wado ends uh, with, uh, how do you say it? Reciente Tamente. I, I don't know how to say his fucking Wado's finisher. Yeah. Yeah, Re- reciente tomente. That means recycled tomato too. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I mean, fucking works. whatever. This match wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. I mean, we good all know that if, if Ishimori isn't really into something, it ain't gonna be good. And Wato's still not there at all. Yeah, I mean, good good for Wato. Like, good for you for stepping up, buddy. Um, pants. Moving yeah. on, uh, Shingo and El Phantasmo, uh, you know, had their daddy ownership match. Sure, was... <laughs> it was awesome. Um, it I says here the, the here the result. This match was Grand Cobra Twist. Takagi retains KOPW twenty twenty two and is ELP's daddy. That's the official results. I, my favorite thing was ELP doing to that trophy what we've all wanted to do to that trophy yes. for fucking two years. Yeah. I also loved as well that, like, uh, when he's, like, 
you know, he wins. He's then like, now you have to say it. And, he goes, and he, he'll be like, oh, I need water. Like he can't talk and shit. And then he eventually does it. And then he's got to put on the shirt and then he's got to put on the dummy and get the photo. And then, you know, Shingo's parading around. He's quite happy. And then an ELP's like, hug. And he's like, oh, yeah, come here, son, kind of thing. And then he hugs him, and then he just punches him in the dick as hard as he could. Destroys his trophy and leaves. And I was like, that was perfect. That was the perfect ending to this. And I think it was it was a lot <clears throat> it was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be just because it wasn't a, a stipulation. It wasn't like a, a piece of shit KOPW gimmick match. It was just a straight up like good match between two people who I fucking love watching. Yeah. With like so, just a dumb that was great. like just a dumb victory clause kind of thing. And that made it funner because we were speculating what could it be, and that was almost better. Like I would say. Like well, I would yes. say it is better because yes. they have great matches together. And then you just get like a dumb bit of comedy at the end that, you know, furthers their sort of story. Yeah. I think that was the best thing that they possibly could have done. And um, yeah, cool. Thanks. Pants. Yeah. Uh, shorts. Oh, sorry, shorts. Shorts. Not pants. Speaking of. I forgot our own rating system for a Yeah, second. it does. That's totally fine. So pants to short ratio on the next one. It was Okada versus Jonah. Now, how did you feel about this match? Uh, I mean, it was good. It was good. I don't think it had the intensity of their G1 match. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not going to shit on it. I thought it was fun. Do you feel like, I I think it was good. I I think they work really well together. I I feel like it was, I think the steep, like the steep or lack of steep or whatever it may have been, it was all pretty murky. So, like, kind of, like, commentary were like, hey, Jonah's trying to write his own ticket and maybe get to the thing. But if this was just a briefcase defense, I don't know, for me, maybe it would have, I don't know, would have held some more stakes. And also, there was sort of that looming thing, like, is this Jonah's last match with New Japan? Like, nobody really knows. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people are expecting that Jonah's probably going to jump ship. Um, I hope that he doesn't. I think we're all like, I mean, I've, I've made no bones about it. Like I fucking love Jonah. I was so amped when he showed up in in new Japan and, you know, even when people saying, Oh, his conditioning's not great and stuff like that. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Jonah's the man. And, um, I'm so glad to see him in the promotion that I love and I hope he stays. Uh, I think we're all on the hope he stays train now. I think so. I I think, um, um, I can't like even though, like, WWE is going to throw around some money if, like, they do want him back or whatever and stuff like that. I think he I think he could make himself worth even more if he sticks this through for a while, you know? And also, you know, show loyalty to the company that gave him a shot when he was fucking just dropped at a moment's notice, you know? That's how WWE yeah. worked. And Vince may not be there and things like that, but at the end of the day, it's a huge corporation. And if... You know, you don't tick a certain box or whatever, you're gone. Whereas New Japan has proven time and time again that they're very loyal to the people that are loyal to them. So, you know, even if it's not forever, if he was to stick through like a, a nice big solid run and that, he could have a job there for life and also make himself more valuable to other companies like WWE or AEW, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think I think there is value in him improving to be a commodity in in another company like a new japan yeah uh somewhere where he can 
make a big name for himself, um, you know, more than he would be able to on NXT. Yeah, I think so. I and think they might like, not bring him back on NXT. They, you know, he yeah. was probably in line for a call up right before they uh, they let him go. But like, but were they treating him getting getting like the word out like that monster status like that New Japan yeah. gave him? You know, they they weren't like. I think they've got they've got monsters, you know. They don't really push them to the moon like they should. Like they never really committed to to Braun Strowman a couple of years ago when everybody was was in love with him and you know, there's things like that. But like that was a different regime, like you said, somebody else is in charge now. Maybe they would push him to the moon. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But then again, you know, maybe maybe there's value in him becoming an IWGP champion. And then, you know, showing up in the WWE. Absolutely. And I, I feel like the track I think that, that he's on in New Japan, like, is that, right? Like, that's the way it feels. They're treating him like he's a, a huge star and very, very dangerous, you know? So he would, at the very least, be floating around that top of the card sort of thing uh, going forward, you know? I hope so. Yeah. Really Joker. hope so. Oh well, I hope he's um, six round. I think TMDK could be really cool. I'm hoping the value for him of the loyalty was shown, the opportunities he had, the potential ceiling in New Japan, and then also them backing in TMDK and like bringing in all his friends and shit. You know, like TMDK guys aren't there if he's not there. You know, he he has made that opportunity for them by being who he is and bringing in his own stable. And so it's like, well, maybe I hang around and make sure everybody is built, you know, before I head off somewhere. That would be, that would be really cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think the, they've proven that they want to do something with him. Mm -hmm. You know, they've put him, they've put him top of the card since he got there. They've made him look like an absolute monster since he got there. They made him look like a fucking winner since he got there. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, he's he's a fucking star. He's a star in the making right now. Well, not even in the making. He's a star now. Yeah. People in New Japan know Jonah. Yeah. So I'm I'm down with it. I think yeah, fucking stay there and bet on yourself. That's what I hope he does. Absolutely, absolutely. And cool. And there's also you know you're with New Japan. You do then have that crossover relationship with the likes of AEW and Ring of Honor as well. And that doesn't mean you're burning bridges with WWE either, you know? So you, you can't just figure out. But that said, if a truck full of money backs up to your house, it may be kind of hard to just go, I'm just going to lock this down real quick. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't Let know what I would bag. do. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I would do personally. You know what I mean? Oh, I'd sell out in a fucking heartbeat. In a, in a you second. better fucking yeah. believe. If, if, I, if I wasn't... Yeah, if, if they hadn't promised me in writing that I was going to be IWGP champion fucking headlining a Tokyo Dome or something, and, you know, they back up the fucking Brinks truck to my door and dump just buckets of money, mm-hmm. yeah, but you better fucking believe that I'm going to be on the next flight to fucking Connecticut. How about this, though? Like, he had a contract before. He was obviously promised money before. When the going got tough, that just all disappeared very quickly. You know what I mean? It apparently doesn't matter what kind of contract you got, how much money you've been been promised, you can still just be made to go away, you know? So how secure is yeah. that? You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas 
New Japan has proven for years their loyalty to their talent. You know, if maybe maybe if you could get yeah yeah locked into something, I don't know. I I don't know how much you know New Japan would pay him or you know those kind of things. I I don't understand any of that. But yeah, I don't know. Well, it's, they're it's not hard. really handing out contracts right now. Exactly, you know? exactly. But maybe you like, could. Maybe you I could mean, use they, that as they, leverage. I don't know. I hope. I hope if they if they hand out contracts to anybody, I hope that they hand out contracts to Jonah. Yeah. Like first and foremost. So he would be one you'd want to lock down for sure. But um, let's see. Yeah. And then we had Tomatonga and Jay White. What did you think of Tomatonga and Jay White? Uh, I thought it was really good. I think this feud has really gone a long way. Like, Tama has been elevated so far above what what he was, you know? He said in that promo against Jay after yeah. he beat him in the G1, he was like, thank you. Thank you for showing me, like, I could fly, like for pushing me off the cliff and showing me I could do that. And and it's true, like in, in every way. I feel like he looked like a main eventer here. Um, and, and he showed out, you know, it was like over half an hour, I believe, like the match, main event, New Japan style match, and he hung in there. I thought it was really good. How about you? Uh, I liked it. I thought that Jay was fucking top tier here uh i thought some of the spots that they were teasing looked really uh convincing which isn't the way it normally goes for something like this which would be considered like a uh a g1 title defense or a defense after the g1 yes you know you never really believe that that uh that that person is going to lose their title or lose their briefcase or anything like that but you know they proved uh they proved before that it's something they are willing to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I suspended my disbelief yeah. a little bit for there was some great near maybe falls, because... don't you think? Like, there were some great moments where I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I, like, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I really feel like, like, maybe I wouldn't have suspended my disbelief for someone else, but I, I wanted that for Tomatonga, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe I didn't really believe but I wanted to believe, and that was almost as important. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. I mean, if you you dissect any wrestling enough, you know, you can give away that suspension of disbelief and go, well, there's no way that Jay is going to blah, blah, blah. But you've got to, you've got to live in that with pro wrestling, you know, and, and you're going to have yeah. way more fun with it. And if you walk in and you kind of convince yourself, you're like, why can't it be Tama, you know? I want it to be, and so let's see it happen. And then you just like get behind him. You're going to have a way better time. Yeah, form that prayer circle around around the the good guy. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, so, so let me ask you this: Now that that's said and done, Jay's off to the main event of the Tokyo Dome, as it's you know kind of all been heading for a long time. Okada versus Jay White, main event of the Tokyo Dome. It's been coming. Um. What do you think is next for Tama? Um, you know, I I wouldn't mind seeing a Tama and Jay feud, or not Tama and Jay, sorry, Tama and Will uh, for the U.S. title. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I would say put the put the Never Belt back on Tama, but God knows what's going on with that. Um, 
just basically, I don't want him to disappear. I'd like him to stay near the top of the card. Um, if he can't continue to feud with Jay, what's another prominent member of Bullet Club that he could feud with? Could, could we see G.O.D. versus House of Torture? That might be fun. Do you do you think... Okay, so so I guess what Tama's future is is probably tied in with what's going on with Hikaleu and Carl Anderson. And Carl, obviously, you know, going to WWE uh, with the Never Belt. So, do we think that Carl has one more date with New Japan? Do you think he struck up a deal... WWE wanted him. They wanted to run that angle now. And he was like, look, I I want to do it. I'm happy to do it, but I need to do business correct. And I need to, to finish out this storyline with New Japan. So, because they haven't they haven't stripped him, which is, you know, what they would normally do if somebody can't defend or whatever. Uh, do you think, and, you know, and they've all been talking about it and stuff like that. Do you think uh, they're leading to him no-showing his match with Hikaleo and then maybe having, like, I don't know, a Wrestle Kingdom match with Tama. Tama's like, you bitch, you wouldn't even show up and fight my brother. You ran off to your, you know, your pretty palace in the fucking sky. He's like, show up and fucking fight me face-to-face. I'll play you. I'll, I'll pay for your airplane tickets myself. I don't give a fuck. You bring that title and I'm going to beat your ass under the bright lights of the Tokyo Dome. Like, um, I think that would probably be a waste of a feud because then you've got Tama just doing promos like on his podcast while Anderson does promos possibly on a podcast and like, or building a feud over Twitter, Yeah, you know, uh, meanwhile, they're wrestling other people in other federations. And that seems like a waste of what Tama's built right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's understandable. That said, beating so a WWE I think, I think I just want to see Tom have a have a feud. Yeah, no, that that is fair. Do you, do you think that what I've laid out is a plausible reality though? Um, a few promo wonder, videos I back and forth. It's going to be Tama Tonga though. Yeah, it's it's plausible. It's very plausible. But I wonder if it's going to be Tama Tonga. I wonder if it might actually just be Hikaleo. Do, do you think that maybe they're looking to put that belt on Hikaleo? I, I would be very surprised. I, I would think he, I mean, he has a lot of potential, but I don't know if he's ready to actually like hold a, a major title. Is it still a major title? Uh, <laughs> look, that's fair. It's still one of the one of the single titles in New Japan. Yoshihashi went his whole fucking career without like winning one until he won like a trios belt. You know what I mean? It's still like rarefied air in New Japan to get strapped with like like one of the titles, you know, one of the singles titles. Yeah, Zach Zach's never had a singles title. Exactly. Uh so that's that's a thing. Uh I think that that never title win was Tamatonga's first. It was uh, singles title. It was as well. and then he lost it in his first defense to yes. Anderson. Which yeah. I, I don't know so for sure, but that, that might, Carl Anderson. Exactly. I don't know for sure, but that may have even been Anderson's first singles title in New Japan. And he was with them for fucking a decade, you know? 
I think you might be right. Yeah. Actually. Exactly. So, yeah, Jesus. anyway, anyway, I, I don't think that's a necessarily a feud that you'd be pumped on, but I do think that is a, there's a chance that that could happen. Um, and I'm, yeah, and I'm just, I'm just fucking super, I guess, super shitty on Carl Anderson right now, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, so. right now, slash always. <laughs> slash always. Uh, slash always. No, and in 2013, I liked Carl Anderson. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so... Well, the club was right and yeah. high back then. So do we think then, uh, what, what are we seeing for, are, are we predicting G.O.D. 2.0 in World Tag League then? Are you are you saying Tama in World Tag great. League with Hikalev? fucking great, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what's the ceiling for them? Like, I don't I think, think they're going to win. Lot of fun. I don't think they're going to, would win it though. I... Yeah, I don't feel like they've got a world uh, tag team title run in them. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think Tom has outgrown that, and Hikileo. I don't think he's belt ready yet. Maybe. Yeah. Like you just said, so uh, I think they can make a little noise in the tag team. Uh, maybe actually, you know what? He's been teaming up with Tom uh, with uh, Tanahashi a lot recently. Maybe it's Hikileo and Tanahashi. Okay, what about Tama and Tanahashi? They're best mates. Fuck, I'm into that. That would be cool. That's, that's Rig City. That's fucking. That's that's the. That's a headliner right there. That's a headline act. I mean, like, yeah. imagine, uh, you know, we've got, I don't know what they would call themselves, uh, Ace Gods, the Aces of I Destiny. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Aces of Destiny. That's exactly what they would call them. Yeah, that's that is the what New they Japan would call them. New Japan's name. Yeah, um, that is the New Japan's name. Eh? <laughs> Aces of Destiny actually is a fucking rad name. Anyway, uh, and then so they they would be the team, and you've got them versus like uh, maybe not Techers, but like uh, Con and the Cobb. Them versus Con and the Cobb in the in the finals of the World Tag League. Mm-hmm. I'm in, bro. Yeah, that would be that would actually be really cool. That that would be cool. Okay, yeah, we you you bring in Tanahashi and I'm sold. <laughs> it's like a cheat code, isn't it? It it's is. Like it is. It's race. like all right, plug him in, plug him in. Aces of Destiny. We're we're in on it. Hashtag I, it. I got people. sold on Aces of Destiny, man. Jeez, yeah, that's a fucking good name, isn't it? It's it's better than like I know what would be another terrible one for them, like Gorillas of Rock and Roll or something. <laughs> Gorillaces. Gorilla. Oh fuck, that's terrible. Don't even don't even put that out into the world. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna put a prayer circle around Aces of Destiny. Yeah, I, I'm about it. You heard it here first. All right then, cool. So let's um let's just talk about some of the other happenings that have been going on because there's a few things that like I've been trying to binge watch just to sort of get up to date. And so I had a few sort of thoughts flying around that I want to run past you, yeah? So I was catching up on Royal Quest um, this morning. Uh, where were you sitting in the building? I was watching it. I'm looking at the ramp. I'm trying to trying to see you. Where where are you hanging out in the the old uh, fucking Royal I Quest 2? I was basically under, the, under and to the right of the camera. Oh, okay. So the, yep. the camera was set up across from the ramp, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was I was down, so I was about maybe I was the first row elevated. Oh, so that, like that's cool. That those are right good above seats. everyone's. Yeah, right above everyone's heads, I could see straight down into the ring. It was it was 
super easy. Like I had the camera view the entire night. It was oh, great. That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, um, I, what did I say? Uh, I was trying to catch up on it all. I, I was really enjoying it. I was being exposed to some ref pro wrestlers that I've never seen before. Uh, and then this morning before we recorded, I watched um, FTR versus um, Aussie Open. I also checked out the ending of Will Ospreay and Shota Umino uh, because I passed out watching that last night in bed. Um, but I will say of the... <laughs> FTR that I'm fucking so old. I just like I can't even complete anything in bed. You know what I mean? Like I'm like I'll sit up and I'll just watch the oh yeah sleep dude fucking blacked out. Um, gone. Yep. So just the just those in order, I guess. Uh, the Osprey Umino match. Uh, really enjoyed it. You've you said it many times, but Umino's ready, man. The rig on that dude, like the the speed, he was in there hanging with Osprey. It felt like Osprey was his final test. You know what I mean? Like, can you get in there mm-hmm. and hang at that speed, that pace? Uh, he absolutely did. Really, really enjoyed it, and I, I really enjoyed the story that they started to tell. It's one that was gonna be brought up anyway. You know, what do you do when like your dad is the fucking head referee? you know, kind of thing. And then they started playing with that and they started just, you know, putting in a bit of that grey. Was it stopped early? You know, did, you know, Red Shoes see his son in trouble and not risk it? He knew that, you know, Sonata had been injured in that same position and and so he just called it early. And that is kind of the thing. And that even ties into everything that, you know, uh, Osprey's been saying about, you know, New Japan referees, bullshit, blah, 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 rigged against him and stuff, and then him kind of using it sort of against them. So I, I think they're starting to play with that. And do you think we're going to see Umino and Osprey light something up in Japan? I definitely think they are. Like, in okay, so in the building, it didn't feel like an early stoppage to me. Like, I, I didn't think it was. I if was commentary like, wasn't saying that, I I would agree. But then when Childen did bring it up, he was like, "How long did he hit Sonata for before they called it?" And when you, when I think back to that match when he was doing it to Sonata, he was hitting him for a long time. When when I see Shota and Will Osprey, mm-hmm. and I get that warm fuzzy feeling about the future. Um, that's a match that I want to see headline the Tokyo Dome someday. You know, that's a match that I would love to see on a January 4th someday. Uh, that's, that's a great fucking match. And, you know, I'm glad that I got to see it. And, uh, you know, like, yeah, like you said, it could be the final, he's the final boss, you know, that you have to defeat before you can come back home and make a big splash. And yeah, shooters fucking ready, man. Shooters so ready. He's got a built-in storyline when he gets back. He's got a built-in feud with two megastars because they could they could easily slot him in for a main event slot against Chris Jericho mm-hmm. at a big show, mm-hmm. which would be a ton of money. Yeah. So uh yeah, I think I think um shooter like now more than ever, like, come on, buddy, let's let's fucking do this. Yeah. Let's just fucking go. You can also uh use him as the bridge to Moxley, right? Obviously, Moxley's still been very vocal about wanting to do stuff with New Japan. What if you do a scenario like, you know, he comes back in Japan, I want another go-round with 
uh, with Osprey, uh, you know, maybe it's no rules or something like that. Maybe my, my dad's not even going to be in the picture, whatever, we're going to fight. Maybe Osprey starts to take it too far again, fucking Moxley's music hits. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And his fucking dad comes out, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? His other dad. His American fucking Death Rider dad. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And then he rescues him. And you, can, and you can use that to... Dad riders. Yeah, exactly. But then you could use that to set up Moxley and Osprey, which would be a huge match too. Yeah, definitely. I, I think there's... Shota fits into so many great spots yeah. in the main event scene at uh, in, in Japan. There's no reason not to just fucking go. Let's yeah. just fucking go. Let's he get comes it done, with so buddy. many Let's... inbuilt stories, which is kind of amazing for like a young lion, right? And all because he just sort of got, you know, partnered with Moxley because they needed him to have a, a partner for mixed tags or whatever. And then Moxley being who he is starts to just create something with his new young boy, you know, like dragging him around and stuff. And it, it was kind of like the greatest gift he could have given him because he set him up to be a player when he returns. Like, you know, he gifts him that Death Riders jacket and then he's, like, growing into the role and stuff. And, like, Shooter even has a fucking inbuilt faction. You know what I mean? He could start his own faction with that, you know, from the moment he gets back. And even, like, wearing the white jacket with Shooter but then carrying the black Death Riders jacket. There's, like, there's even, like, a, a heel turn built in. You know what I mean? Or a more brutal side when he comes out actually wearing the Death Riders jacket instead of the white shooter jacket. There's all these little storyline elements that just come with him that is a huge advantage for a young lion coming back that none of them normally get. Absolutely. Absolutely. God, now you like you're saying it and like I thought when he's gonna come back, he's got his he's got his like Tanahashi feels going on. You know, he's feeling his uh his ace oats. Yeah. But like man, maybe he does come back as kind of like a, a little bit of like a bad boy. Yeah, like you know? what What if fucking that loss sets him on one and next thing you know, Osprey's being attacked by fucking Death Rider Shooter, you know? Like he's wearing the black jacket and he's kicking the fuck out of him like after, you know, just as a, a match is finishing costs him something. You know what I mean? Like you could do stuff where it's like you wanted to hurt me in front of my father or whatever, I'm going to hurt you in front of the world. Like there's... There's so many things you can do with him. Like, what young lion gets that? None of them, because they all debut fresh for the most part. But due to stuff like, you know, the the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, where he kind of essentially already got to debut in front of the world, he's going to be turning up like as an already known character. And, and Ren was a little bit, but he doesn't come with like that kind of story. He gets that cool moniker, and he's kind of the second coming of Shibata, but he doesn't have like the interactions with all of those characters like shooted us, which is the most valuable thing you could possibly have. Yeah. It's, it's probably the best they've, they've set him up for success at this point. They're, they're, they're putting so much faith in him, yeah. you know, and uh, all you got to do is go out there and fucking achieve. Yeah. Like you've got the ball, just run. And, uh, you know, like they're going to put, they're going to put the the team on his back mm -hmm. for a while there, you know, they're going to, they're, they're going to turn this kid into the future yeah. and it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm here for it. I don't think there's been anybody since like Okada debuted, uh, like back from his excursion, that's gonna have that sort of impact 
that that shoot is going to world happen. changing. Think, yeah, yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna do something huge. It may even be a paradigm shift. <laughs> a paradigm shift, someone might say. Exactly. Put yourself in the corner for that. That yeah. was terrible. Yeah, that was that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> and then that stuff aside, um, FTR and Aussie Open. Fuck, what a tag team war. Um, absolutely loved it, and it was it was a couple of a couple of things. I an example of what real good fucking tag team wrestling looks like. Uh, it was an example of blood in a match being absolutely the right choice, like at the right time, because it began to elevate the match. Uh, and I don't mean in the way that John Moxley is bleeding every two seconds openly by razor blade in camera shot. I mean, like, it, you know, played out in the story, which is amazing. And then the ending as well, like when Aussie opener laying there in the ring and FTR have got the mic and they're doing this. I, I started getting annoyed. I'm like, do we always have to have a, and give it up for these guys and we all shake hands and it was fucking great because they fucking do that all the time, like on the independence and, and everything. It's like, can we just have a fucking match and like heels be heels and, you know, faces be faces and whatever. And then when they go to shake their hands and fucking Okan steps between them and gets in their face because... Obviously, uh, Okan and yep. Cobb have unfinished business. Unfinished business. And then fucking Aussie Open just throw up the crowns behind him and then he throws up. I was like, that's perfect. Because these guys shouldn't be like, oh, well, th- fucking thanks for kicking my ass. They're like, no, fuck you. You've got the titles that belong to our faction and we went to war. You're not our fucking friends. Like, is is perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was... In the moment, I was feeling it when they were going to shake hands, and then I saw Okan step up, and I was like, oh, it brought me right back down. I said, yes, yeah. that's what fucking needed to happen. Yeah, That's what fucking needed to happen right there. Absolutely. And, I, yeah, I, a lot of the time in this world of dream matches and stuff, everybody fucking forgets, and everybody's friends at the end, and everybody has to put over the other team and stuff. No, fuck you. Like, we're enemies, Like, and that's the way it should stay. I've got a real bee in my bonnet about everybody being friends after matches lately. <laughs> and I'm like, no, fucking, they need to fucking hate each other. They got beaten. There's nothing to be happy about here. And then the next time you fight again, there's fucking, you know, this thing. And FDR can still go, I honestly believe these guys are the future of, of tag team wrestling. We're the present, but they're going to be the future. And guess what? Next time you meet the future, maybe it doesn't go that way. It doesn't mean you're friends because you respect them and the faces should be saying shit like that and the heels should be like, no, get fucked. So, yeah, I, th- I think it was perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, exactly. Yeah. Was, Nailed it 100%. Exactly. How about, how about uh, Yoda Suji? I uh, didn't get to see it. Ran out of time. What's needed that? to speak to my friend Curtis. So, you didn't I, see his? Oh, no. I got, I got to see him come out on the first. I haven't watched the second day at all. So I got to see him come out and just see him with my eyes. And I was like, who is this fucking rig? Uh, he was looking amazing. Uh, and and challenge each year or whatever it was. So I saw that happen, and I was like, cool, I can't wait to watch this match. But, yeah, I ha- haven't had a chance. Uh, all I know about it is what you've told me. Uh, but, I, uh, yeah, he's he's come a long way. We used to call him the war horse. Uh, we, we used to call him – you know how when him and uh, Yuya sort of debuted as young lions, they would just, like, trade draws, right, or, or trade wins essentially, or, yeah. they, or they would always draw because they debuted at the exact same time. And we used to call he's kind of a bit of, or at least he was, I don't even think he is now, he looks so fucking good, but like he 
almost looked when he had short teeth and no facial hair and stuff, he was sort of a bit of a buck-tooth gentleman. And he's very big, and we used to call him the War Horse, right? Because he had horse-like features. We used to call him War Horse, and we used to call you your little <laughs> Sebastian. So it would be the War Horse and little Seabass is what we used to call them. We make up new names for them when we don't know their names and stuff like that. So it was the ongoing feud of War Horse and little Sebastian. Uh, and then he's he doesn't even resemble that that person he was. You know, it's it's unbelievable no. the transformation he's gone, and. Like, he was always big, but he was sort of chubby and, and things like that. And he just looks fucking so built now. Like, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. The physical conditioning yeah. on these young lions, I tell you. It's ridiculous. Like, these kids are, like you said, they're pushing each other. Yeah. And, bro, like, they're going to change the fucking world. Yeah. Like, What are they putting it, in that chunker? When, hey? when all of these kids are back, when... when What's that? I said, what are they putting in this chonka or whatever it's called? You know, the stew they've all got oh to eat in the God. dojo. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they're they're putting the horse uh, the horse ster- uh, steroids like directly into the chonka. <laughs> um, no, dude. Like the, the thing is, like when all these kids start appearing, when you're seeing uh, Yoda Yoda Suji come back, when you're seeing Shooter come back, when you're seeing Ren now that he's back, when you start to see, you know, Connors is is making a name for himself in the, in the States, Coglin is impressing the shit out of everybody by deadlifting the entire world. And God, you know, I, I miss the DJ. I got to say it. What a fucking loss. What a loss for the company. Cause mm. man, it would have been cool to see what Carl could do. But these, this crop, this crop is going to, they're going to bring so many eyes uh, you know, wrestling eyes because you can, it's so easy to see new Japan. Now it's so easy to see new Japan. You know, when in 2012, when it was Okada and Tanahashi, you know, having these banger after banger after banger, you'd hear about it online, but then you'd hear people like, Oh, I, I don't know how to watch new Japan. And you'd have to like, tell them, Oh, well uh, here you go to new Japan world and here's where you click. And like, you know, here's the, the translate. Uh, it doesn't even have, english on it but here's the translation of what you need to put in and you don't have to do that anymore you don't have to do that anymore man you're gonna see the the fucking future come to you and you're gonna be able to watch it on your fucking amazon fire stick or on your fucking chromecast or whatever like oh god it's gonna be so fucking good it's gonna be oh the the future is so fucking bright dude i'm so amped it is and that's a, that's a perfect segue, actually, to talk about the New Japan World uh, TV title tournament, which are essentially matches that are going to be free online for new fans mm-hmm. to watch. They've gone with that new format where they like it shows both guys. They'll cut like a quick promo. I haven't got to see all the matches yet, but I love it. So you get a quick snapshot. The match is 15 I minutes or whatever, and it's a perfect introduction to all these wrestlers and characters that you can see for free. Like um, I watched the... David Finlay, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru match, great promo by Finlay, Rebel, mm-hmm. Expect Me, all the hits, you know what I mean. Uh, then, you know, and Kanemaru's there being drunk on cool Kanemaru. Then they have like an absolute banger in and out, on with the tournament. And, you know, Ishii and Narita, what a fucking perfect match for anybody that if, if somebody was like, what is New Japan and I had to show them today, I'd just quickly show them that match. That's like a perfect yeah. example of like a, you know, 
under 15 strong minute style strong style New Japan match right there. Boom. Photo. That's that's what it looks like. You know, and so this And knowing that you don't have to you don't have to say, okay, we're gonna sit down for thirty-four minutes. Yes. You know, like yeah, because before I'd be like, "Do you have an hour to watch the Dominion draw?" Like <laughs> that is what I was would have gone with, you know, which is like my favorite match of all time. Uh, and so something like that is a perfect thing to just you know get people's feet wet and see if they enjoy the vibe, you know. Yeah, I think when you when you have something that clean that you can just go here's a. 12 minute match here's a 15 minute match it's free to watch if you you know you've, you've got cheering fans again <sighs> the future's bright buddy yeah. oh my god it's so good and you're going to be able to put put the fucking put that belt on ren narita and watch him just establish the shit out of it remember when shibata was the never champion and he was taking out fucking everybody like bobby fish and um kyle o'reilly yeah. and he was just fucking just rolling people mm-hmm do that again yeah do that again have him have it be an open weight belt have everybody come to ren narita and have ren narita just fucking kick people's fucking head so you so you off. you think it's going to be narita you think, like think it's built for him i mean it has to be it has to be it's too yeah perfect. It, it is too perfect that's that's the concern though too perfect right like maybe they want to um I don't know, have him lose in the final minute and then be chasing somebody, you know, something like that. Can we, can we do, do you have the yeah, bracket there? Can um, we can we run through the bracket real quick and see who the potentials are here? Uh, yeah, let me look at, let me look, see if I can find the bracket. Vamp for a second. Vamp, vamp. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. What I will talk about while, while Curtis is looking up the bracket so he can run us through it, I will give a quick shout out to listener of the show, Franco. Uh, who was a, a Perth boy? Uh, he used to work at a bar here near my house, and we were we were fun uh, friends, uh, short acquaintances and stuff. And when I was over in Melbourne going to those shows, uh, he came down and we had nice drinks together and we watched some deathmatch wrestling. And yeah, he's a, a long time listener of Akata Shorts. He kind of jumped on that the the moment I started it. So shout out Franco, I appreciated your hospitality, and he. Uh, Gave me lots of beers from the back of a van, and I appreciate that. <laughs> How are we? <laughs> yeah, Franco's Franco's a badass. Yeah, he sent me a picture of you and him fucking oh, did he? shit the other day. That was awesome. Yeah, we what we had Franco. awesome time. He ended up he was just gonna come down for the one show. He was like, almost forgot about it. I'll buy a ticket. Had so much fun at that show. He was like, I'm coming back with you because they were like back to back. There was like a a midday kind of show, and then there was a night show. And we were on one by the end of that midday show. And he's like, I'm obviously coming back. And so <laughs> then we fucking, uh, he bought a ticket, you know, at the door, came to the night one. We had a wicked time. Then we we're hanging out afterwards. It was like a great day of just like partying and hanging out and, and talking wrestling and stuff like that. So yeah, he's a, he's a really good dude. Man. So I've got the, I've got the bracket here. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off about Franco. No, 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 Franco. that's cool. I've said everything um, I need to know. Franco, you've had your 15 minutes of fame. Move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't move on from the shows like no no no, no no exactly exactly we're moving on from the shout out but All i right. hope so, you appreciate it and i love and respect you franco so today's matches mm-hmm. were uh zach saber jr and david finley mm-hmm. which was really fucking good 
make time to watch that one. Uh, very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's professional wrestling. Like they were, they were in there a hundred percent like veterans mm-hmm. uh, doing their, doing their damnedest to like put each other over, make each other look great. And they were fucking awesome. Like they were so good together. Um, that was a lot of fun. And uh, Zach won that one. Uh, and I, I know you don't, you don't care about spoilers or anything like that, but uh, that was a thing that happened. So Zach is one of the final four. Uh, he goes on to face evil who beat Yoshihashi today. Okay. So we know Zach and uh, evil have had a couple of matches so far this year. Uh-huh. Uh, the last one that was in the G one, the 40, 45 second match. Yeah, Zach, Zach beat them all so quick. And it also, that was the one where he dressed up a young lion as him. And I've also noted to you in messages. I like how Zach is particularly nice to that one young lion. <laughs> he gives him a oh, pat on the shoulder and moves yeah. him out of the way and stuff. He's like his favorite one, and I like that ongoing story between them. It's it's funny because like uh, in the Super Jcast Discord today, we were talking about the 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 young lions and what their personalities are right now. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Liam, what up, Liam, uh, who said that you've got Oiwa, who's the pretty one, uh-huh. and you've got Nakashima, who's like the driven determined stalwart uh-huh. one and you got oiwa who's a little bit fucking evil yeah and i love it and is he the one that that zach dressed up is that oiwa yeah 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 okay that's no cool. that's i'm sorry that's fujita oh that's fujita. fujita fujita's the evil one yeah. um that's the one that zach dressed up i believe yeah okay that's cool so the next the next matches which uh-huh. happen on the 30th uh-huh. which is what sunday yeah, uh, that is going to be Sonata and Kenta. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to love that match. Ugh. And actually, Sonata's been really good lately. Yeah. And uh, Ren Narita versus Toriano. So, mm. whew, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> best Sonata case, worst case right now. <laughs> is, best case, worst case right now. Uh-huh. Uh Zach Sabre Jr. versus Evil. Best case, worst case. Well, best, best case, case is obviously yep. Zach. Worst case is Evil. Okay. Uh, Sonata Kenta. Uh, am I going to say best case is Sonata? I don't think I am. Surely I'm not. And? Oh, am I? I don't know. He so has been better. Kenta, huh? Oh. I just don't know because I, I just don't think Kent has been delivering matchly. Can you I know? sell you? Can I sell you? Can I sell yeah, you please. on the best case scenario yeah, being hit, Kenta? Yeah, please hit me. Kenta mm-hmm. is oh, former up. training partners, for, former best friends with who? Katsuyori motherfucking Shibata. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, Kenta is the best case scenario. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, Ren Narita, obviously the best case scenario uh, is Ren Narita over Toriano. Uh-huh. And uh, then we get Kenta with, uh, you know, the, the old master passing of the torch down to Ren Narita. So is, uh, is that the revenge for his master? Yeah. Is, is that the way the, that it lines up? So if, um, yep. so if Kenta goes through and Narita goes through, they, they face off. Okay, 
And then uh, that means it would be Zach versus who if he gets through? So if Zach gets through, it would be the winner of uh, Kenta and Narita. So oh, so they're, they're further behind. Yeah, okay, I've got you. Yeah, they're, they're a day behind. Right. So Kenta... Uh, Kenta and Narita would be what we would pick for the next match. And then if R- Narita goes through there, it would be Narita versus Zach for the final. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, so obviously our best case scenario is Narita. Uh, is there, is there a scenario here where Narita can't just get the job done against his, uh, his master's old nemesis, and we see this being a title that Kenta holds. Um, I don't think that Kenta's built for like fifteen minutes sprint like matches. No, I don't. And I think that. that they they've stated that they want to put this. They want to put this on a younger. They want a younger person to hold this. So I mean, I think you you're more likely to see Sonata make his way through. Probably. Yeah. I mean, or... If that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Or you could go... Yeah, if they wanted to put it on Sonata or something like that. But again, like, you want want it to be somebody with that work rate, I feel like. Those fast 15-minute matches. And I'm not convinced that Sonata would even do that that well. Uh, So I would be thinking... I'd be thinking this is made for Narita, hey? I mean, Zach could definitely hold it. Like... Zach would be cool, though. Zach, yeah. Are you Zach's matches aren't aren't always like fifteen minute speed matches though. Like, and also, he's a bit of an acquired that's not, taste. That's not to say that he can't yeah. just have a match. He is. That's not to say that he can't have a match where he just like snatches a heel hook at like you know six minutes in. Yeah. You know, it happens. But Zach, the coolest, the coolest Zach matches, the ones you want to show people, are the ones where he's like getting his ass kicked a little bit and then grabs a move and puts you on the ground and like just stretches the shit out of you. And you've got to find a way to escape him. And like, you know that if you get to your, if you get to your feet, you can fucking power bomb him and you can fucking slap him till his fucking chest turns purple. But like, if he grabs your wrist, you're fucking done. Yeah. And it's that chess match for like 20, 25 minutes. That's, those are the coolest fucking matches. Yeah. Him. So like, a 15 minute sprint title is, I mean, it would be fine, but you know, what's better a 15 minute sprint Zack Sabre jr. Match or Ren Narita and Tomohiro Ishii's like that sort of like uh, the sprint, like slap the shit out of you fucking strong style match. Exactly. So is the, is the most realistic scenario here. Zach probably loses to evil. Evil gets his win back through some bullshit and then Narita needs to overcome Evil's bullshit to become the champ. In front of a cheering crowd? Yeah. At the Tokyo Dome? Yeah. Is that where this gets decided? In the Tokyo Dome? That is. Oh, then, is. then yeah, that would be the match. That'll give Evil something to do. It'll give you a place to put all the House of Torture goons because they can all be fucking around. Then Narita's overcoming them all. Maybe even Shibata comes out to fucking back him up and dispose of fucking House of Torture minions. Narita gets crowded at the Tokyo Dome. That would be sick. 
that would be sick. That's what I everybody think, wants, um, right? Yeah, they I want think, hesitation. Drop I, would, kicks I want from to fucking... see Narita versus Zach, but I I think you're right. Yeah, I think that would be the that's like the hero's journey. That one. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the best one. Yeah, that's so I guess if and they... then from then from then on, you can have those those great like work ready matches showing up on social media and stuff like that, like they are. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Fuck and yeah. I guess the other way would be if we want to show the world that you know Narita can really wrestle or whatever, then you have him versus Zach, and and you have them have some fucking epic at the at the dope. And Narita still wins. <laughs> and that's yep. when, and that's when, uh, Shooter comes out and gives Narita a Death Rider jacket, and they're the first two members of the new Death Rider faction. I thought you were gonna say gives him the Death Rider fucking uh, finisher, <laughs> and uh, and declares that he's fucking coming for him for the belt. Either way works. Uh yeah. Either one's either one of those is good. <laughs> <laughs> either one works. Oh, well, that's fun. And then I guess worst case scenario, Yano wins it and then declares that the new KOPW belt and goes back to stipulation matches. Yeah, Yano's like, this is the youth movement. Here I am. You know, 40-year-old Yano. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... All right. Well, uh, I guess, I guess no, the last you. thing to touch on then would be the shit that's been going down between the great Muda and the great Okan. You... Uh, said that you spoke to Okan and he said it was going to happen. Uh, I fucking loved the misting and the promos after. And then the fact that afterwards, like, you next see Okan and he's got the full face bandages, <laughs> like, wrapped up like a mummy. That shit's oh, so good. so cool, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Dude, he came out looking like Hush from the Batman. Comics. I know it was, was fucking so badass, it. man. It was so badass. And then he like uh, he's like, oh, I'm so fucked up. But then he immediately attacks. I wonder if he keeps the is he keeping the bandages on for a while? Because I love that look. It looks sick. Yeah, it really does. I would love. I I want this at the Tokyo Dome. I want this at the Tokyo Dome so bad. If only just for the fucking entrances, the final great Muda entrance, uh-huh. the the great Okan's entrance at the Tokyo Dome for this like mm-hmm. this this match that they've just started building. And like it may not it may not happen at the Tokyo Dome. God, I hope it does. I really do. I don't care. I don't care if it's like his final. Ma- I don't think it's going to be uh, Keiji Muto's final match, but I I, I think that's going to be a tag team match. But God, I hope that we get a one-on-one Great Okan versus Great Muda at the Dome, full fucking show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they they've announced that like that tag match, United Empire versus Muda, Yano, and Okada, um, coming up. Do you think that's just the entree to then a Tokyo Dome match, or do you think that's it, one and done? I hope it's I hope it's just like the beginning, yeah. you know. I don't I don't want to sit here and be like I am amped to see the great Muda, you know. Yeah. I am. But like I know Keiji Muto like if he had one working knee like then he would have it would have been 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But like 
he's broken down. It's fine. He's still fucking Keiji Muto. And a broken down Keiji Muto, a, bro- a broken down great Muto is still better than most wrestlers in America. <laughs> so yeah. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't fucking care, man. I just want to see... I want to see that. I want the spectacle. It's not often that I want to see, like, the spectacle. Yeah. You know? Well, you, like, it doesn't have to, to be see... long. Like, I mean, 90% of the match would just be, you know, entrances. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. So. Yeah. It, it was funny when the lights went out and Keiji Muto came out. I was like, uh, Great Muda, sorry, Great Muda came out. They are not the same person. Mm-hmm. It was funny when the lights went out and Great Muda came out, and I was just like, these lights are off for a long time. <laughs> and I thought, slowly I makes his way to the ring. House of torture. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was just because Muto or Muta was like walking down to the ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it super slowly, fucking ever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, you just do something nice and quick, fucking, you know. Uh, Okan fucking manages to dodge the mist, maybe hits him with his own new, more dangerous color of mist, something like that, and fucking, you know, essentially takes the mantle. That's how you do it. Purple mist. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that that is, that's so it. Fun. It is the great mood of that. If Okan steals the... The mist? Yeah. Well, that's that. If Okan steals, steals the Mongolian chops from Tenzan and then steals the mist from Great Muda, holy shit. <laughs> He's just like, loading up the utility belt. He's just becoming like eight-year-old me's favorite fucking wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what we think, though. But oh. it, but it is Mudo, right? Like it is like that doesn't work for me, brother. He just comes in, squashes Okan in two seconds, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What if? What if? Okay. Okan continues to wear the the facial bandages or like has to wear a mask for a while because of the damage done from the misting. Mm-hmm. And then during the match, during this Wrestle Kingdom match, Okan uh, starts having his mask ripped open by the Great Muda, revealing Kishin Okan. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, that works. <laughs> he's, he's the new demon Okan. Yeah, that's that's actually. I mean, that, there's no like reason the they couldn't take that. Over again. Exactly. There's no reason they couldn't do that. I'm, I'm so in love with this idea. Yeah, I'm so in love with this idea. I want this now more than ever. Exactly. You don't need like a fucking a five star match out of these dudes. You just need story. You know, that's a, that's all it needs to be. Need fun and story, mm-hmm. and wrestling. Wrestling is always at its best when it's fucking ridiculous. 100%. You know. So much fun when it's just fucking ridiculous, and uh, this this could be ridiculous. Kishin Okan, <laughs> Beast King Okan, uh, you know, misting a purple mist at the at the Great Mood, and everyone going, "We've never seen purple mist before!" Oh my god! You know. know, like that, like, and you know, Okan would want to do all that shit. He fucking loves oh, hell yeah. all the stuff. He loves all the drama. He loves all the costumes and pageantry and stuff. He he'd have already have stuff worked out. He'd have sketches like he's already oh, been thinking it. Yeah, dude's been planning this since he was fucking twelve. Yeah, exactly right. So there, there's something coming for sure. I I think uh, I, I think he's going to use it to his advantage. His promo after he was misted was just like the pain it burns and stuff like just carrying on for so long. So great. Yeah. So fucking cool, man. So, so fucking cool. It is so fucking cool. You know what else is cool? What's that? Security on the internet. 
you got me. You got me. I knew when you said, I knew when you said it, I said, it's our time. It's our time to tell the people. Mm-hmm. You know what we're going to tell the people about? What, I, I think I do because I, I brought up the segue, but please tell me. <laughs> we're going to talk to the people about security on the internet. That is what we're going to talk about. I mean, that's about. exactly what you said. Yeah, it's a, like, like I mentioned. How, Absolutely. How, how do you stay secure on uh, these here net webs, on these, uh, this, this interconnected web? Um, guns. No, guns do not work on the interconnected web. I'm oh. sorry. Oh, then what did I just buy? <laughs> I, well, I hope I'm signed into NordVPN because I think I just bought a virus. Yeah, what, whatever you bought, I'm I'm hoping that uh, when you put in your credit card information, you had the protection of NordVPN. I actually did. NordVPN is a uh, security company that will actually use their technologies to hide what's called your IP address. It's a uh, it, it's 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 magical magical system that will protect all of the information that you put out into the worldwide web, uh, the worldwide web, the interconnected webs. And the way it does that is by disguising your VPN. I'm sorry, disguising your IP with, I'm rambling. It's 3am. I I know what you're saying. What you're saying is that NordVPN essentially has the same effect as blacking out the lights for a great mood at entrance. And it works for just as long. Yeah, as long as you've got to actuate it, it can. T- it basically makes any invading evil software or nasties move as fast as the Great Mooner. They can never get to the mm-hmm. ring. They can never get to the ring that is your personal security, because it's all blacked out and that ramp is very, very long. And that's what you want. Very, very. You want long. to be able to browse in safety, in security, make purchases, stream content, and meanwhile. The slow, evil, great mooder is still making its way to the ring, never to find you because you keep moving the ring in the darkness. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to say, mm-hmm. essentially. That's where I'm going with Man, this metaphor. You said that so much better than I have the ability to say that to at 2.47 a.m. I keep forgetting the- how generous you are with your time that you do this so early in the morning. It's uh, <laughs> fucking stupid. And I constantly go, can we just start this an hour later? Because I'm like waking up and tired and shit. And you're like, motherfucker, it is 2 a.m. <laughs> I am the worst, and then we and then we get on, then we get on, and we chat about our dogs for thirty minutes. Yeah, from now on, we're just like hitting record straight away because there'd be an extra half hour on this podcast where we just were talking about our dogs, and I think people would care about that. So yeah, we're gonna start telling people about. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, well, so let's get back to (laughs) let's get back to NordVPN. Yeah, what's Um, the code? Let's uh, let's just uh, tell the the people what the code is and. Well, what I'd like you to do is to grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash shorts. You get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free because Nord has a 30-day money money back guarantee. I almost got through that without fucking it up. Damn it. That is okay. okay. So what you do, you go to nordvpn.com slash shorts. You sign up for NordVPNs. Uh, you sign up for the NordVPN plan that works for you. They have many levels of protection. You enable NordVPN on, I believe it's up to five different devices. I've got my laptop, both my Amazon Fire Sticks, my, my cell phone and my wife's cell phone. And you feel free to surf the web. 
you feel free to shop online without people gathering your information for nefarious means. Mm-hmm. Then after you've done that, after you've ordered something new and fancy off the internet, maybe you uh, set your, maybe you set your VPN to America and you uh, surf American Netflix instead of fucking English Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's yeah. so good. Do I want to watch a show? Do I want to watch a show? Oh no, English Netflix doesn't have it. You know what does? Canadian Netflix. Boop, NordVPN. And then my wife is happy because she's watching my so-called life on Canadian Netflix. It's hot. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. And that that is like everything you need. There is different levels that you can choose to suit you, uh, different plans, everything you need. So do it. it and it... Like doesn't affect your internet speed. It it's awesome. I've got it on yeah phones, laptops, and stuff myself, and it just works awesome. So very happy with the service. And I think if you're the kind of person like we are, or the kind of person that would listen to this podcast, you too would enjoy a lot of the same entertainment and stuff that we do. And it can all be found behind NordVPN. That's right, hundred percent. Shorts approved. Exactly. NordVPN.com/slash/shorts. Man, I've had a good time catching up with you. You know, like for the last, oh man, I'd say probably two or three weeks since Royal Quest, I've had like no bandwidth to fucking watch wrestling. And I'm just like, uh, I feel I felt like I had to, you know, and yeah. that made me resent. That made me resent the fact that I had to. Yeah. So I, I, I just wasn't. And then I got behind and I was like, oh, but I really want to watch the tag team or not the tag team, the, uh, the TV title tournament. And then I wasn't able to because I was behind yeah. and I couldn't catch up mm-hmm. and I just got further and further behind and it sucked. Yeah. It sucked. And uh, I think that sitting down with you and discussing that has really made me excited for the future yeah. of new Japan. And uh, you know, normally I'm very excited for the future of new Japan because you and I talk every day, but like while you were on vacation, I didn't want to bother you. I let you have your vacation time doing your th- things. You know, I don't want to, uh, send you a text at like 7 a.m. when you're fucking been out drinking all night. <laughs> Which I had been. But now that you're back, <laughs> yes, yeah. you can. Which I, I got photos. Yeah. But now now that you're back and the TV title's in full swing, we can kind of see where things are, are lining up. Mm-hmm. We're about to start World Tag League. We're about to start Super Junior Tag League. And the announcement today that Fantastica Mania is coming back, CMLL will be back in Japan. Mm-hmm. Man, it's you know, it's the get, road to Wrestle Kingdom. We get baby. Fantastic Mania back. This is going to be World Tag League's on its way, and Rafe has come home. Mm-hmm. The future is bright. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's always good That's to right. catch up with you. I I know what you're talking about. Like the fatigue is real. Trying to keep on top of everything and trying to fit it around our real lives, and extra annoying if like the internet is shit where you are. Like I said, I tried to watch some of it in Melbourne, but their internet is terrible, and I don't know why. Uh, but here in Perth in the uh, oasis that is my <laughs> my home city. Our internet is always awesome, uh, and I was able to catch up on a bunch of it, and I look forward to catching up on even more of it and what's to come. It's going to be awesome, dude, and I think we're, we're going to be able to hit our stride now. All the leaving stuff is out of the way. Um, we're going to be able to push through and get it popping for real. And then in the new year, even more exciting stuff. Me and my wife are playing around with the idea of returning to Japan maybe in April, 
uh, and in which oh. case, in which case, I can you know provide some live coverage from Japan, which would be awesome. Uh, can podcast live, maybe even some interviews if any of my uh, the people I know that speak English are around. You know things like that. So yeah, things to come for us, my friend. So I I look forward to it. And I want to thank everybody for their patience with us and for listening and for continuing to tune in. And uh, yeah, tell the people where to find you if they don't already follow you on social media. Well, I hope you do already follow me on social media, but if you don't, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under Eldstructo83. You can also find me on the Smart Foundation podcast where I talk about classic wrestling with my friends. And you can also find me on the Throw and Dice podcast where I talk about tabletop role-playing games, tabletop wargaming, and all the hobby that's fit the hobby within. We also talk a lot about Chinese food for some reason. Exactly. Uh, where can they find you, Rafe? Uh, they can find me at Faces Feels Cast uh, on all social media. You can um, sign up and subscribe to Faces and Feels on all your podcast providers or go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot double slash Faces Feels cast to check out my interview series where I interview uh, professional wrestlers from around the world. As I said, I was recently in Melbourne for ICW No Holds Barred and Deathmatch Down Under. I did live interview uh, in a beer garden with my friend Casanova Valentine. I've got another one live with uh, Aaron Dick from Deathmatch Down Under. Just released two interviews back-to-back -back with the amazing gentleman from BDE. That's Big Dude Energy. If that tag team name doesn't get you hooked, then nothing will. So all of those shows. And if you like New Japan content, there's interviews in there with Robbie Eagles. Uh, there's other shows talking all about New Japan. So plenty of stuff there at Faces and Feels. But make sure you stay subscribed to Okada Shorts because Curtis and I have the most fun ever just talking about New Japan. Uh, lastly, we want to shout out the amazing folks at the Countout Network. Uh, they help us get this podcast out and about every fortnight or whenever we do it. And they've also got an amazing Patreon now, uh, which helps us support everybody on the network. Tell them a bit about that, Curtis, as you're better at doing it than me. Well, if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming and would like to give us gifts of money, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash countoutpod. And uh, you got a $3 tier, a $5 tier, or a $10 tier American, and that will get you access to all sorts of different shows where you can really get to know the hosts here at the Count Out Podcast Network. All of the great shows here are run by really awesome people. We have a great uh, work environment. Well, it's not even really a work. We have a great fun, uh, casual environment where everyone kind of gets along. We have a great Slack where we all just kind of talk wrestling. We have a good Discord that you can get access to if you'd like uh, when, when you sign up for our Patreon. And uh, that just really goes to help us. It goes to help um, all the people on all the wonderful shows on Countout, you're helping a lot of great podcasters do a lot of great work. Absolutely. And uh, last but not least, we want to shout out our boy Owen from Riff Your Pod. He has made a, our banging theme that you are about to hear as we sign off. Uh, and if you need a podcast theme or you're a wrestler, you need an entrance theme, we just uh, released the Blood Fighter theme for Alex Cologne recently, which he debuted in Shinkiba First Ring in Japan. If that's not fucking crazy, then nothing is, yeah? Uh, seeing a song that you had 
sort of a part of creating uh, in that iconic venue is super amazing. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go to him to get a podcast, or I'm going to go to him to get a theme song for my OnlyFans. (laughs) The one where you just read people's books. Books. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I was going to show my fucking wiener? No. <laughs> read books to people. Exactly. That sounds lovely. Sounds like a nice you're time. Tell a photo. If you're, if you're going to take a photo of me naked, you're going to need a long lens, buddy. <laughs> what, like a, a magnification, like, anyway. like super zoom kind of scenario? <laughs> exactly. You're going to need a fucking the Hubble space. Oh, Jesus Christ. This, this is already off the rails. Anyway, You've derailed us in the final on. seconds. Move past yeah, absolutely. But thank you, everybody, for listening. It's, uh, I'm too fucking sleepy. I'm just going to start derailing us. Let's get the fuck out of here. Exactly. So, what is it? It goes rate and subscribe, listen or die, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? <laughs>